<laughs> and now we can start. Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. If you build it, they will come, Joel. You seen that movie? Seen He's in the movie, Joe. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 score scope. Yep, where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Did Matt Peck yeah. get a signed copy of that book? No, Matt Peck, he didn't know. No. I'll talk to D. Rose. Yeah, you got it. Matt, you will be getting your book soon. <laughs> Kick back and get ready for the best. Best hour of your day. Are players buying in, Jim? I, yes. Fair enough. And so all I was saying on this podcast, the Locked on Bulls podcast, Locked on Bulls starts now. The Locked on Bulls podcast. You can just see the vibe. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jordan Malley, along with me is Matt Peck. Follow us on Twitter at Jordan C. Malley at Bulls underscore Peck and at Locked On Bulls. Hit us up on our text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Drop your text, your voicemails, anything you got for us, 331-979-1369. Matt It's a beautiful thing when audio quality is crisp and clear, and I am hoping that this audio quality now, after two days of not-so-great audio quality, uh, that we sound great, we sound pure, and it's back to Locked On Bulls as usual. How are you, man? What's up, Jordan? What's up, Bulls Nation? Doing well. Uh, Happy to hear that uh, things are slowly coming back together and in order in your uh, chaotic life of moving. I've been there. Uh, I know how much of a pain in the ass it is, um, but you know, I, at least at least you're doing it in the summertime. Have you ever tried moving in the winter in Chicago? <sighs> Brutal. No, the closest thing I've gotten to that is having to move out of college at, in like the middle of a snowstorm in Indiana, which wasn't all that great. But outside of that, no, I, I can only imagine. Which I, I guess shout out to the movers. Shout out to anybody out there that's listening to this that works a manual labor job, whether it's moving in these hot summers or anything like that, you guys are the real MVPs because, I mean, I am sore from from my hair on my head to the toenails all the way at uh, on my feet. Like, it's it's unbelievable how sore I am, and I'm, I guess... Yeah, come on, man. You're old. still young. <laughs> you, you can't be complaining about being sore yet. Maybe that's the lack of being out of shape. I, I'm going to attribute it to that, too. Uh, but on today's show, we wanted to get into all your voicemails, your text messages, because we've kind of let the whole boiling thing simmer a little bit over the last uh, four or five days and let people react and make sure there was enough time for that. Uh, so we got plenty of voicemails to get into, plenty of text messages as well. And you can do that at 331-979-1369. Uh, but it would, be, it would be a terrible disservice, Matt, if we did not share this. Two-minute rant from one of Chicago's legends in radio, and that's Dan Bernstein on the Bulls. And anytime Dan goes on a rant about the Bulls, it's just, you know you're in for something great. And honestly, every time I listen to it, and I've probably listened to this probably 10 times in the last week, the hair stands up on my arms. So I wanted to give all of our listeners out there that maybe don't pay attention to Chicago Sports Radio a chance to hear Dan Bernstein just unload the flamethrower on the Bulls. At some point, somebody's got to put their damn name on this decision, whatever it is and however it is. Tell us the truth. Tell us why you're doing it. Bulls fans deserve better than this garbage. You have all this goodwill. 
You take all this time to make the right decision to say a widely lauded decision to bring in one of the smartest guys in basketball, an up and coming executive and say he has control, he's in charge. And then we start hearing of all these Garformanite little weaselly survivalists that are still in there, still whispering in ownership's ear. The whole point of hiring Karnaschovas was to get rid of this, to get rid of those people, to clear out all of this old backbiting stuff, all the back-channel things, all the stuff that's standing in the bull's way, pulling in opposite directions, all the whisper campaigns and all the, 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 the power games that go on back there. It's enough. It's well past enough. You screwed the pooch on this thing already if that's what's happening. But Arturis Karnaschova should come out and say, I have, I'm going through my process, or I have gone through it, and, and I, have, I have figured out, after every player discussion that I've had and every bit of tape I've watched, my man is Jim Boylan. Have the guts to do that. Then I can know I'm not going to waste my time watching any of this garbage anymore. Sick of it. Be better than this. I am, I am so up to here with it. If you've got a guy who you think is better than Boylan, hire him. You want your, your front office... Put it together. Make it work. Can you imagine how some of these players feel? And if you don't care what the players think, because you're going to get all different players, I want to know your plan. Because this is garbage. Wow. Wow. Is it? Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Thoughts, Matt. I, I mean, props to Dan Bernstein for spitting the truth. I mean, I, he his frustration th- that he expresses there is, I think, the main frustration that Bulls fans are feeling right now, which is like n- on the outs of knowing what the hell is going on. Like we don't, we feel like we've always felt like we've been lied to with the old regime of Gar Packs, like gaslighting us like crazy, and Jim Boylan certainly doubled down on that with his post game press conferences just lying to our faces about, well, hey, look at this great thing and look at this positive thing we did and look at this great, you know, building block that we laid tonight and we love that we've installed the system and we're all sitting there saying, y'all are 20 games under 500. What the fuck are you talking about? And now we finally got this little ray of hope. We finally got to that point where we we stood together and said, can y'all believe this? We have a new VP of basketball ops. We have a new GM. We have finally turned a fresh page, or so we thought. And now, given the, these odd circumstances of the Bulls being a delete eight team and just kind of like hovering around in purgatory, we got a couple of decisions off the bat. Gar Foreman dismissed. John moved to an advisory role, hired a couple more people on your staff, a couple people whose extensions were coming up for, uh, you know, the deadline, uh, like dismissing Tanaka being one example, a couple other assistant coaches either leaving or being retained. And then since then, with the quick flurry of moves in the first week or two, it's been nothing. And all we've heard are just varying speculations and hypotheticals from people on the beat saying maybe this is their line of 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 logic maybe this is their thinking maybe because of x reason we're going to see y decision when it comes to Jim Boylan and the future of this organization and Bernstein is completely on the money when he is saying the biggest frustration for the fans right now is somebody tell us what the fuck is going on Because we don't know, and all we're hearing are things that sound like completely bogus 
bullshit reasons for keeping a guy who is, by all accounts, the worst head coach in the NBA right now by far. It's something that continuously needs to be said by people like Dan because there's very few people in this city that talk about this Bulls team and can make waves. Like, for the most part, you and I sat here for almost an hour and screamed and yelled and, you know, nearly, I nearly had a stroke about three different times talking about this. And I know you almost had a heart attack as well. But, I mean, we need, we need players and we need personalities and we need people that care about this team to continue to push and continue to push and continue to push and continue to ask questions and continue to hold these people accountable because if if, if accountability isn't going to be held with the bulls they're going to continue to run the team like a business and they'll continue to be mired in mediocrity the only reason why the white Sox are not mired in mediocrity right now is because after three years of rick Hahn telling them that they were mired in mediocrity they traded arguably the youngest best player in baseball for the next 15 years away for a dude that had an ERA of 15 plus. So if that like that would be the equivalent of the Bulls signing Cristiano Felicio. Actually that deal for the White Sox might even be worse, but that's that's a deal of signing Cristiano Felicio to a four-year 32 million dollar deal like uh, the massive kick in the nuts. So I don't know. I'm 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 with Dan, and you and I were with him too last week when we we ranted and raved about this possibility of Boylan coming back. It's just we need accountability. We want transparency, and you should go listen to the full ten minutes because that rant at the end was great. But Dan brings up a lot of the points that we were talking about too. Is why do you keep saying that? Accountability, and there's going to be a new change, and there's going to be a new face, and there's all this new stuff, and yet. We're sitting here and it feels a lot like the same shit we've continuously gone over and over again. And transparency is the biggest thing and accountability is the biggest thing. And those are the two things, Matt, that continuously be- are continuously brought back as a theme to this Bulls team and being a fan of this team is we never get transparency and nobody in the front office or nobody that should be taking the accountability takes accountability. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what regime it is. Because, um, so I, I've been rewatching The Last Dance recently, just, you know, because I'm a junkie and I, I felt like I needed to watch it a third time. Um, and, and I was thinking about that, that quote from Jerry Krause that they use as part of like the opening credits montage um, where, you know, he says, there's no backstabbing going on here. Um, and it was from a press conference when the Bulls were getting ready for their playoff run in 1998. Um, and somebody asked him, you know, are you surprised that this team has managed to keep together and, and, and maintain their chemistry and their focus despite all the backstabbing that's been going on between you and coach and and Jerry Krause just got so pissed. It was like, there, there's no backstabbing going on. It, so, you know, that was a dude who ran this team from the mid 80s until 2003. And then we had the Gar Pax era from 2003 to just a few months ago. And the whole thing is about a ownership group who just kind of lets let shit happen. Under Jerry and Michael Reinsdorf's watch, they just let this shit percolate. And they let this negativity and the bad PR and the things that Bernstein is, was talking about in that rant and the things that you and I have talked about on this podcast when it comes to, okay, w- like, do you understand the damage you're doing to your image right now? 
by merely not talking and not saying clearly, this is what's going on. Bear with us for a second. This is what's going on. And this is what will happen because we we've only heard that through second and third hand guesses from people on the beat saying, well, here's why they haven't made a decision on Jim yet. They're, they want to evaluate Jim AK and his, his character and how he operates. He's very methodical. He, he likes to think things through and make very calculated decisions. And now you have this unprecedented situation with the pandemic and the NBA schedule being out of whack. And who knows when the bulls are going to play competitive basketball again, all these reasons why we're just not hearing anything, but how much easier would it be? If the Reinsdorf's ran this organization in a way that had a little bit as you, a little bit more, as you were saying, transparency to tell us what the hell's going on, because none of these reasons that we're hearing that are just speculative reasons from people on the beat as to why we're hearing nothing is only aggravating the fan base more. Speaking of transparency, Matt, we're going to allow our listeners to be transparent with us. Give us your questions at 331-979-1369. Before we get to those voicemails and all the text messages you guys have, I want to remind you guys about our great sponsor in rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models for your car, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Windor often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions. And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer. Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry, you have computer access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the markets will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us? box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at built bar built bar has been with us throughout the entire pandemic uh, and into this summer and they have been fantastic and we talked to you guys earlier in june about all the amazing flavors that built bar has and they're adding six new ones six brand new flavors for you to choose to taste to see which ones you guys love caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcot how do you say that cherry bar barcia yeah cherry barcia cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake apple almond crisp that's a part of their 12 original flavors which include peanut butter banana bread mint brownie salted caramel double chocolate orange toffee almond coconut peanut butter brownie and a handful of others. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. One of the biggest complaints about protein bars is the fact that, you know, either they're hard as a rock 
you have to chew it for like 20 minutes before you can even swallow it. It doesn't taste great. Uh, maybe upsets your stomach. All of these things are avoidable if you buy and eat Built Bar. Built Bar is fantastic. You can get your chocolate fix into if you're looking to lo- lose weight. Built Bar is great for the healthy, conscious guy or girl in your life. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Great for the keto diet. Uh, Matt, this has been fantastic too. I've been cutting back and no fast food, no sugars, uh, trying to keep the carbs as low as possible and needing something that's high in protein that'll keep me filled and not as hungry. But I also get that chocolate fix and anybody out there that is dieting, that's the one thing that can kind of ruin things is going into the pantry or stopping into a 7-Eleven, picking up a couple candy bars and eating those can absolutely wreck your diet. So don't do that. Buy Built Bar. And try one of their amazing flavors like peanut butter, 16 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. They're fantastic. And one of their new flavors, cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. While supplies last, this week only, you'll get a free Built Bar cooler with your purchase. So we talked about it. You can put Built Bar on ice. And what better way to do that than having a carrying case? Maybe you're going into a hot car, you're taking a drive for an hour or two, and you don't want those to melt while you're you're working out or you're at work. Free cooler with the purchase of your Built Bars. Those will keep those nice and cool. They won't melt everywhere. And it's fantastic for on the go. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Matt. Let's... uh. Let's hear from Bulls fans. Uh, we'll start with the angry ones. Uh, we're going to start back from the the most previous of voicemails, and this goes back to Thursday after one of our episodes dropped about Jim Boylan. So uh, let's check in with the 630. Hey, uh, guys. I was just listening to your, uh, your podcast, and it, it frustrated the hell out of me, just like you guys. But I think the thing that frustrates me the most is the lack of clear communication and the lack of just info that comes out of the organization, whether that be from management, from the beat writers, or even from our tourists and Eversley themselves. Like, we were told that there would be a clear communication and vision between uh, the org and us fans, and, like, we don't hear anything. All we hear are, like, aggregated clickbait articles, uh, trolley trolley pieces or just like fluff pieces from our own beat writers who should be all over this. And it's just really frustrating not to know what's going on. And I get that we're in the middle of a pandemic and there's not much to do, but this is a big story now. And it just seems like a lot of guys are avoiding it because they don't want the backlash from the fans, specifically Casey, even though I really respect them. But he should be all over this because he has the closest connection to management. And he should demand an interview for them to sit down and just just go over, like, what the hell their thought process is behind this and whether or not it's true. Because this is becoming too much. And if it goes on past the draft lottery, then then this might be worse than Nick's level. Because at least James Dolan is, is willing to spend his money. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, go Bulls. All right, Matt. I think the, the fan base did finally get some attention from ownership based on how empty the United Center was this season um, and, and certainly hitting them where it hurts in, in, in their bank accounts 
is the one power that that the fan base has over them. Beyond that, you know, nothing nothing we do or say can matter as fans. Now, the, you know, then you and I kind of exist in like the the gray area overlap between fans and people in the media um, when it comes to using our voice to try to hold them accountable, to try to call out their hypocrisies when we hear them and see them, to call out the gaslighting, to call out BS, to call out uh, a lack of transparency. Um, but you're, you're also right to point out that people are always balancing wanting to call out the most powerful people in this organization and protecting their own skin a little bit. And that's not like, you know, like you were saying, I see so many Bulls fans trash Casey on Twitter. Um, and, and like, like the piece he wrote a couple weeks ago, you know, that, that long column about, you know, the AK taking the, the long road to making this decision and that being, you know, the, the wise, smart choice. A lot of Bulls fans saw that as Casey Johnson advocating for the Bulls to keep Jim Boylan, which is not what that was at all. It was Casey knowing, using his experience and his relationship with the top people in this organization for 30 years to try to figure out what their train of thought is right now and to also try to, you know, speculate as to what AK might be thinking when it comes to all the details and all the things that go into making this decision. That's not the same thing as propping up ownership, shielding ownership. I, I, you know, and I have said before, I do think that sometimes everybody has their own way of doing things. And I think he is the most objective person on the beat. Cowley is a little bit more alarmist and he likes printing spicy headlines. Um, But everything he does, he sources. Darnell, great reporter, great writer. Certainly, I think more uh, aggressively critical of this organization since he came on the beat. But just like Joe, just like Casey, everything he does, he sources. It's frustrating. And like our caller, Marcus, is saying, and it echoed the sentiments of Dan Bernstein in that clip we played for you earlier, mostly the frustration is about not knowing what's going on and poor communication. And it's kind of ironic because this is an organization that never shuts up about how they take such pride in being an organization with great communication. And we just never really see that. I just want to follow on that real quick. We'll go to another voicemail then. But I think you bring up a good point with like there's there's nothing that says Casey Johnson needs to inject his columns or the way that he reports on the Bulls with his own opinion. That's just not his style and it doesn't have to be. People are misinterpreting the way that he is writing this column. I think he's writing it from the perspective that nobody has really touched on yet. It's like why would the Bulls do this? Outside of the, the the memes, why? What's the explanation here? What's the objective explanation for the Bulls wanting to keep Boylan and for AK not firing him right off the bat? What is that? Here's A, B, C, D, and E. And, and honestly, I think based on the way that I've I saw Casey cover the team this season, the way that I repeatedly read and heard him call out the poor performances and the inexplicable losses and the inexplicable actions of Jim Boylan, uh, even kind of uh, tongue-in-cheek comments here and there, uh, you know, a sly grin here and there uh, in his writing and in his uh, in-game hits on NBC Sports Chicago. Like, I think it's pretty clear 
if you read the tea leaves, Casey does not think that Jim Boylan is a good coach. Casey does not think that Jim Boylan should remain as this team's head coach. He's just, as you said, uh, Jordan, he's, he's being objective. He's looking at how well he knows this ownership group, how they operate, what the situation is that the Bulls are in, the situation that a new front office executive has inherited, and what might transpire given all of the variables that are being juggled right now. But anyone with a decent set of eyes and ears can look at what Jim Boylan has done as the head coach of this team, bridging the back half of last season and this season, and say concretely, he should not remain as this team's head coach. And I'm pretty sure everybody on the beat and everybody in the fan base agrees on that. It's just the lack of any communication from the organization right now in this dead period that has everybody so frustrated. Shouts out to everybody on the beat, too, by the way. Hey, what's up, guys? Clayton here. I wanted to call in with the news about Jim Boylan coming back. For me, it makes absolutely no sense from even a business perspective. It's all about saving money and being cheap. But the real thing is, like, being cheap isn't necessarily the most profitable thing to do. If you just hold on to all your money and never invest anything, you're not going to capitalize off of exponential growth over time to become more wealthy. Right now, the Bulls are making a very short-sighted decision to not part ways with Boylan's $1.6 million, which is just pennies, as we all know. And, like, the effects of this, in my opinion, it's just – so much beyond 1.6 million that they will end up losing out on. So sure, they they maintain that 1.6, but long term you're missing out on so many fans. I, I work in marketing, so many consumers who could turn away from your brand, from your product, and just be totally disinterested because of what you're choosing to do right now. And like I said, work in marketing, work in an advertising agency out on the East Coast. So I see this shit all the time. We're constantly trying to push our client in the direction to be essentially like more PC, more open to everyone, you know, more supportive of all sorts of different groups of people. And a refusal to do that, a refusal to change and answer what your customers are crying out for, eventually the pipeline is going to run dry and you're not going to have all those long customers or season ticket holders that have always been paying into the system. Eventually it's going to go away. We started to see that last year at the Bulls. Uh, I'm just absolutely shocked right now how the Reinsworth has built up themselves to become such billionaires. What the hell they've done with managing their own businesses that have gotten them to be so, you know, rich over time. Because I I just don't understand how they can run a business the way they do. Uh, That's it, folks. So those are some good points, Matt. And this is something that we've talked about a lot is, yo, 23 has... 23 has built the legacy of Chicago, the Chicago Bulls. Right. 23. And that's 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 the simple answer to that question. How did the Rhinosaurus become billionaires? Well, in the mid-80s, Rod Thorne drafted a dude by the name of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. The Rhinosaurus can thank that moment in history for the reason that they are now billionaires. Credit to Jerry Reinsdorf for making uh, a pretty impressive fortune before buying the, the, the Bulls and buying the White Sox. And turning a team worth, you know, something in in the, you know, eight figures to something now in the billions. But it's not like their savvy business acumen is what did that. Michael Bleeping Jordan did that. Scotty Pippen did that. Horace Grant and Dennis Rodman and Phil Jackson did that. Luck and hope are not a strategy or a plan. The other thing that I would want to clear up about Clayton's voicemail um, and the sense that if Jim stays, it will all be about not wanting to pay him 
his remaining contract in addition to a new coach and this figure 1.6 million. That is Jim salary. One of the lowest, if not lowest salary for head coach in the NBA right now. Um, it's not all about that. If they, like from what we've heard, they are concerned. They have these financial concerns because of all the revenue lost because of the pandemic. And that maybe that is a factor in their decision to, you know, have AK think more seriously about keeping Jim around for a year. But if there was one thing that I thought was kind of, you know, worth, uh, worth taking in from Casey Johnson's latest mailbag uh, that came out yesterday on NBC sports, Chicago.com. It was that he shot down the notion that Jim staying, if he does stay is all about the money of not wanting to pay Jim to go away. So we have seen time and again, the bulls are willing to pay coaches to go away. How many examples do you need? Scott Skiles, Tom Thibodeau, Fred Hoiberg. Uh, like th- there are several. That's not it. As as Casey phrased it, that is one element to this decision. But the other elements that are just as important, if not more so, are things like the situation they are in right now where they don't know what's going to happen. We don't know when the 2021 NBA season is going to start. The Bulls do not have a lot of flexibility as far as cap, as far as roster coming into the 2021 season. And perhaps it makes more sense for AK and Eversley to evaluate this talent this season with Jim Boylan still around so that they can then make decisions about big changes prior to the 21-22 season. That is what Casey is is predicting is is their their likely train of thought right now. Now, I'm not saying that I like that. I'm just saying that that's important for Bulls fans to remember because I think a lot of Bulls fans right now, because we're all frustrated and impatient and we all have always felt like this is a cheap organization, want to believe the only possible reason Jim Boylan could be here next season is because ownership is cheap. That's that just like it's a it's a cynical, you know, ugly thing that that exists in the heart of a lot of Bulls fans right now is that God, this is what I believe because this is the most believable narrative. Jim is still here because he's a yes man and organization is cheap. It's the, it's the most easy solution to come to, but as much as they might not want to admit it, Bulls fans have to realize that there are other factors and you don't have to like those other factors. I'm just saying those other factors exist. I don't agree with them. I think if you're going to quote unquote punt, for the 2021 season because of all these unknowns, you can still punt bringing back the same roster, but actually trying to fix some of these players that Jim Boylan broke. I, you know, have a one-year head coach on a quasi-interim kind of basis. Give somebody who's one of the assistants a test run for a year. See if they can earn the job. But that that is what it is. You have to... Remind yourself, as much as you might not want to, Jim Boylan returning next year might not only be about his $1.6 million salary. Because then it's just so easy to say, oh, well, I mean, heck, you had $3.5 million lying around from the Jordan Bell trade. It's, it's, 
It's a lazy criticism from the fan base, in my opinion. Luck and hope are not a strategy or a plan. I got fired this year. That's going to about do it here on Locked On Bulls. Thanks for listening. Part two of our mailbag, because we have a ton of voicemails still to get to, and all your text messages. That'll be on Friday's episode with uh, a few other notes and news to wrap up the week. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our sponsors in Built Bar and rockauto.com. Hit us up at 331-979-1369. Drop your text, your voicemails, anything you got for us, 331-979-1369. We're on Twitter at Jordan C. Malley at Bulls underscore Peck and at Locked on Bulls. Again, hit us up on our text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. For Matt Peck, I'm Jordan Malley, Bulls Nation. Have a wonderful day. Be back tomorrow with a fresh episode. For Jordan and Matt, we are out. Deuces. Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com. 